This is my opportunity to pick on you. Bye. This is your, are those jelly beans? <laughs> what a jelly bean. <laughs> and I didn't even say that. That was somebody else. Uh, I'm convinced you said it. <laughs> You're so full of shit. You know what's going to happen is at some point, somebody's going to tell the story and it's not going to be mentioned that it's not true. And then it's going to get told again from that person. They're going to be like, oh, hey, that's John the Jelly Bean guy. I'm going to be like, kid, I wasn't me. It's going like, to be well, like Jelly Bean John's all, over there. All those quotes attributed to historical figures that are not actually their quotes. <laughs> And someone is going to have you on their, like, senior page in the yearbook. <laughs> John Burkhart. Is that a jelly bean? And then I will feel like I have actually done something with my life. You're an ass. <laughs> uh. There's your banter. <laughs> you ready for this? Yeah, you know, it's it's going to go how it's going to go, so. Okay. Welcome to 1010's podcast, where we talk tense and make little sense. I'm your host, India Monroe, and this is my effervescent co-host john burkhardt hi john hey uh, you call me gassy no i called you bubbly weirdo mm. when i googled it the first thing was gassy no effervescent is like champagne is effervescent uh, or how nice of you yeah it's it's good effervescent yeah. is a nice thing to say about somebody don't make this weird <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing okay. Man, this is some great camp we're doing, huh? Hmm. Yep. Wait, are we are are we not camping? We're not camping. Why why are we camping? It is all my fault that we're not camping. And by mm. my fault, I mean Houston's fault. Ugh. It's not Houston's fault. He feels and by really Houston's bad. fault, we don't mean the city. <laughs> um, no, it is COVID 19's fault. Two Sundays ago, Houston developed some symptoms. And he was like super weirded out because he was like, like, he woke up before I did and I could hear that he was coughing. And I kind of like stuck my head out into the living room sheepishly. I was like, hey, can you can you take your temperature for me? And he looked at me like, you're being ridiculous, but he did it. And it was higher than usual. And so then we checked it like every hour after that. And like by lunch, it was a fever. It's like, yep. So despite our best efforts, a few days later, I got it too. And that was the week we were supposed to go camping. How convenient. Yes, How the takeaway the takeaway here is that I will apparently endure anything but camping. Yeah. 
you were you were trying to come up with all excuses not to go camping. You were such You're a like, liar. Oh, I was I was genuinely excited. I'm scared of drop bears. I'm I fear no drop bears. Il chupacabra or chupacabras. Okay. Anyway, so I was actually really excited. We had our list all ready to go. And and then coronavirus. Womp womp. Yeah. I had all my gear ready to go. I had just gone and gotten another Dutch oven. Yep. <sighs> you had several mm. Amazon packages on the way here. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, what are we doing with this giant wheel that showed up? Okay. <laughs> so, like, this thing is enormous. So I had a wheel sent to your place and i was going to bring an extra used tire that i had so then i could set up a full size spare because i was gonna be doing a bunch of driving around afterwards and i didn't want to take like a just a i don't well i don't have a, a donut anymore and i don't want to take one of my comp setups so i had that sent there but then you're all like oh we got the rona so when i hit up amazon nothing had been shipped yet I mean, look, you're welcome to come here. I just don't think you want that. No, I don't want it. (laughs) Avi. But there's there's more to this. Okay. So (laughs) the madness of the wheel. So I hit up Amazon. I I told him, I was like, hey, look, uh, it hasn't shipped from the third party seller. Rona, I can't be there. Can you reroute it? And they're like, yeah, sure. We'll hit them up. So then they hit up the third party seller. And then like two days later, the third party seller is like, too late we sent it anyways and i hit up amazon i was like again and i was like i'm not gonna be there i i can't receive it they're under quarantine can can we return like what do we do can i return it what's the deal and they're like yeah we'll we'll get set up for a return and somebody will probably be able to pick it up i was like okay cool like you just leave it you would put a label on it and you leave it outside the door oh we don't have a way to like get a label we don't have a printer you could like so, like, with, like, UPS, I've had it to where, like, you can just write down a tracking number. Oh, fair and enough. And they'll take it from there. Cool. And then four days or something pass, and I contact them. I'm like, hey, you never followed up with me. What's the deal? And they're like, oh, you should be doing, because it's a third-party seller, you should be handling that. And I was like, that's not what you told me you were going to do. And they're like, well, do you want to file an A to Z claim or guaranteeing claim? I was like, I want to do whatever we have to do to get this taken care of. And they're like, okay, cool. And then that, I guess, somebody pulled a lever somewhere and gears and steam. And, you know, like when when they do the machine in uh, Willy Wonka, Mm -hmm. that happened. And then like two days later, I got an email uh, from Amazon that was like, hey, we reviewed your claim and we're refunding you for your purchase. What? So now I just have this wheel in my guest room? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. And- like halfway in that, I think the second time I contacted them, when it had already been shipped, I asked them, I was like, hey, I, I'm probably hitting the road. I need to get this taken care of, at least where I'm at. Should I go ahead and reorder this so then I can get it done and the other one will come back? And the rep was like, yeah, do that. So I already have another one of those wheels with a tire set up on it. So now this other wheel is like a completely just a whole nother spare. All right. Well, so good for us then. Yeah, so I'll collect that at some point after your quarantine. Uh, it, it, I'll, I don't, I guess I'll turn it into some art. 
because it's like brand new. It's a Moto G wheel, uh, which I'm I'm kind of surprised that uh, because I was I'm running a high offset seventeen by at least seven inch wide wheel that also has to be a four by one fourteen millimeter lug pattern. I thought I was gonna get something like not as nice as a Moto G, but that was the best wheel I can come across. So I don't know if it's the COVID or you, but my eyes have glazed over. So Thanks a lot. All right. Well I'm glad that that worked out for you. Good job. Um yep. we will eventually get to camp. Yeah right. I see you're you're in it for the long haul on not finding ways to camp. <laughs> no, but or finding other, ways to not camp. Other than the like the wheel that showed up, we had packages arriving the entire week of stuff that we were getting just to prep for this experience. <laughs> like special stuff for the dogs, lots of stuff. Oh, you so. guys were getting stuff too? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know about any of that. So You already know what I got because you opened my packages. I I did, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mail thief. Yep. Big old mail thief. Lock me up. <laughs> so what did you guys get? What did we get? Did you get Sunny one of those hats that's an umbrella? No, we should have though. <laughs> they did get like one of the first things that arrived was like one of those long leashes that you like stake in the ground. Oh yeah. Yeah. We got one of those for them. We would use those a lot for our dog when we yeah. were camping. We had one for like my grandmother's property, but mm-hmm. These dogs don't have one. So anyway, we were really excited. It was going to be fun, but it's on hold. And if I ever get better, we can go camping. You'll get better. Yeah. Um. Another fun effect of COVID for me is I have lost my sense of smell and taste. So taste testing drinks is not in the cards for me today. But I can still taste us. You sure can, buddy. What'd you get? I figured this would be an appropriate time to do a little taste test of some Coors Light. Really? You have like this one opportunity Uh to do anything. Yeah. And you would never pick this for me. That's true. I would never pick this. So I'm using this to embrace something that I know and to establish a baseline. Hmm. How many? For... How many How many tenths? tenths out of ten tenths? Yeah, or like, you know, give us your tasting notes. Okay, let me. Smells like beer. Yeah, okay. Like beer. Goes down great. It's got nice crispness on the beginning, of the on the edge of the tongue. Washes down nice. Sm- you know, this goes down like something I could drink all day long. Yeah, and you have, so. Yep, and it's great. Worth noting, I have apple cider and a Ooh. Halloween mug. Not that it matters because it doesn't taste like anything. But, Womp. but I'm trying, so there that is. So I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 tenths. Ooh. Our I first th- 9. I thought that surely was going to be a 10 for you. No, because I think it's too early to have a 10. It seems arbitrary. Well, I haven't come across enough things to know for sure that this is a 10. That's like 
the professors that only gave out X number of A's per semester. Yeah. Like, I don't care how hard you work. If I've already given out four A's, you're not getting one. Then you shouldn't have gotten that A earlier. No, like only four A's like for students. Like only oh. four students would get an A. Well. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> but you did do some taste testing with your COVID tongue. I did, yeah. We um, were joking in our friend group about warheads. And literally the next day, one of our buddies sent a box of warheads. Like it landed on our doorstep. So we. Yeah, that arrived quick. Yeah. Like the joke was happening at like 9 p.m. And then everything arrived by maybe noon the next day. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a side by side where Houston had one and I had one because he can still smell and taste stuff. So comedic. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. It was like nothing. You just did the warheads on the on the video you sent us, but you got other stuff too. Yeah, which I really haven't like dug into very much. Just because why would I, I guess, you know? Fair enough. Yep. I'm pulling up photos for our next thing. Oh, yeah? Yep. You going to share your screen? Uh, No, I was just going to send the photos. Well, I guess I... Well, they're on my phone. Can I do that? Hold on. Let's see. Ah, okay. So, I went to visit my uncle's hunting camp in Ville Platte, Louisiana. Can you mm-hmm. see that okay? Yep. Okay. Check this out. Okay, so years and years and like, I don't know, at least 60, 70 years ago, they built a big artificial lake in central Louisiana. A bunch of farmers did. So they'd always have water for their crops and their crawfish ponds and stuff. So then after the years, they stocked with fish And then it just got natural vegetation and a bunch of stuff grew there. And now it's a regular spot for ducks to come through during migration. Oh, I love ducks. Well, don't get attached to these ducks. So the families lease out lots on the lake that people have built these like little shacks, but everybody calls them camps in Louisiana. And so he got this, I think like three years ago or something like that. So you actually have to go over the actual levee and all the places are actually built on the water. So this is like the front door of his camp. And that's one way down the levee. This is going over the levee and I can post, I'll, I'll, I'll post these photos on the Instagram. You can see, so where like the boat and everything is, this is on the water. You get it on a set of stairs and this is actually right on top of the water, and this all floats, which is kind of neat. This is the like the cabin area. Yeah. No, this part is that. This part too. is on water, but it's so it it's uh, it's above the water. It's on like stilts. But it's like it's a single mm-hmm. room. Yeah. So, so yeah, you have like a kitchenette, a futon. I assume a bathroom somewhere. So there's his there's his hunting boat, and then he just built a little dock on the outside. And this is the view from it. Yeah. So we're, we're hanging out just fishing off of it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's gigantic. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's uh, a so large body of water. There's really, really good yeah. uh, mm-hmm. 
fishing to do out there. Here's my terrible panoramic. It's worth noting for people who can't see this, the outside porch area dock uh, appears to be bigger than the whole indoor area. No, it's it's not. It's smaller, but not by much. So what that one is, that's another unit. Oh, it's another. Okay. Yeah. That the looks one, like really nice and enjoyable though. <laughs> like that's yeah. super serene, very comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I want a porch swing that is, is overlooking the water. water like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sunsets there are really great. It was like maybe like a 12 foot by 12 foot platform. Mm-hmm. But the boat launches from under it. Cool. Yeah. And this, uh, with this, the water was high. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's uh, something that I wanted to share. Okay, let me... So, you go out there and murder ducks, and oh, that's yeah. why I shouldn't get attached That's right. Gotcha. And it's like 10 minutes from his place. Hmm. Yeah, which is Super really nice. cool. I like. I imagine this is the the southern version of people who have ice fish, fishing huts. Yes, but more permanent. Yeah. E- sure. Yeah. Well, those nice goes away. They like haul those things out. Over so ice. is is that platform big enough for you to put a tent out there? If you really wanted to, you could. Would you? N- no, because I'd fall off. <laughs> <laughs> So it's not big enough. I mean, it's it would technically fit, but would I feel safe doing it? No. Okay. It would be sketchy. and not like dangerous in a fun way, like dangerous in a maybe for some people. But I'm like, just super paranoid. What's a better idea, the floating tent or that? <laughs> this obviously. Okay. <laughs> it's a slow race. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, he said he has a really good time. They had this really weird old tradition where uh, you only lease out a place for like your camp. You don't lease out the hunting locations. And there's like a bunch of them. So to claim a place, every morning at like 5.30 or whatever it is, everybody goes into this one shack. They're all given a chit that is numbered. And it's very ritualistic. It's the same guys that do it. Yeah, like my uncle's like, it's pretty over the top. And so each person gets a chit, and then whoever's number one gets to gets to take a little token or something with their name on it and put it on the map and say, okay, I'm going to hunt on this one. And nobody else can Why don't can they go. just, like, rotate? I guess it's to just try and make it as neutral as possible. Because if you set up some kind of schedule or something like that, then people will probably stall, sell their sell their slots, or you're not always there. So it's just like whoever's here, today, whoever wants to hunt today, this is what we got. Now somebody might make. I'd imagine that somebody can make a deal with somebody like, "Hey, Steve, I have a friend with me, and I really want to get good spot. If you get a lower the number, lower number than me, can we?" Can we trade? And next time we're both out here, if I get a lower number or whenever I get a lower number than you, I'll give it to you. Maybe something like gotcha. that. But hmm. so is this where you like wrote out the hurricane? Oh recently? God, no, 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 no. I was this gonna is... say this seems like a bad <laughs> spot for that. Yeah, well, and this is in central Louisiana, so this is like at least two and a half hours from the coast. Um, but this, the hurricane did go through that area. But yeah, Hurricane Delta came in, <clears throat> and that we caught the eastern side of it. I was in Lafayette, Louisiana, 
and I wasn't here for Laura, but I came back after, and Delta hit stuff a lot, a lot harder. We got some trees downed on our property, and like driving around town, there's all kinds of stuff messed up, and people were without power for almost a week in some spots. We lost power. Yeah, when did you get internet back? Well, we lost power for a couple hours, and I lost internet for like half a day. Oh, okay. Yeah. John texted our friend group because we were checking on him to make sure he wasn't dead or anything. And it was um, not like late one night, but but you texted and you were like, the power went out right as I was finishing dinner. Oh, yeah. And like what you busted out the camp stove just to get it done. Yeah. So we have an electric stove and I was cooking steaks. And I had just put the last steak on and it was cooking and the power went out. So I went and got the camp propane stove and put that on the countertop, which I only needed to run heat for like five minutes and that was it. So anything longer and I wouldn't have done it because you're not supposed to use that stuff indoors because of the, the, yeah, the fumes so. and stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, like I said, like I, I didn't even. It's need like it the for people that run their generators inside after they've lost power, and yeah. everyone's like, "Please don't do that." <laughs> I yeah. would never do that, but this is like a very short period of time, and I had it over the exhaust or under the exhaust, so uh, we survived. Good job. Yeah. So I just hung out. It didn't seem that bad when it came through. Like we were looking at the forecast, and they're like, "It's going to be at least a category two coming through." So. We were ready to be hunkered down. We had all of our supplies and everything and just hung out and I just watched movies all night and it didn't seem that bad. But then you drive around and there's like billboards and fences and stuff and stuff even in the condominium complex that we live in that was knocked down. So well, I'm glad you guys yeah, we just got really lucky out. and were spared. Yeah. So getting the morning of... I went and got donuts and gas because that's what you do before a hurricane comes in. And Sounds reasonable. I had another guy stop me and ask me about the Versa. Oh, yeah? Yep. Uh, but this one, it was like, <laughs> this guy like walked up to me at the pump and was just like, eyeballing the bejesus out of the car. And he's just like, what is this? What is going on here? Is this for real? Like he, I think... <laughs> I, th- I just lo- I love that that's the response that you get. It's this like, what is that? What am I looking at? Well, if I had the uh, like the fake AutoZone vents and stuff on the hood, then I think that would permanently put me in one camp for everybody that saw it and didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where this guy thought that this car was where it belonged because he just like. I could see on his face like there's a huge amount of skepticism in him trying to process what this was. So I think that he just saw like the decals and maybe saw the the roll bar and like just thought that it was like fake or something, which people do. And a decorative roll bar, yeah. Yeah, it's been done. Like people put like PVC no, no. roll bars in. I know. <laughs> I like, just think it's stupid. Yeah. Sorry to not sorry to any of you dozen that have a decorative roll bar, but right. I think they're dumb. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of them either. <laughs> yeah, he came up to me and like, 
there's a hurricane coming in. I'm I'm filling up like I I'm not really out to socialize. I'm just trying to get some things taken care of and head home and hunger down. And he's like, "What's the deal here?" And I'm like, "Oh yeah, it's yeah. I've done a whole bunch of stuff to it." And he's like, "What what kind of things have you?" He's like, "Is this stock?" I was like, "No, it's it's motor swapped." And the skepticism is like increasing because anytime that you see like an econo box that somebody's like put stuff on the outside, you don't, it's automatically thrown in like this guy's full of crap. But it's like this is the way opposite of he's like oh yeah what what kind of motor did you put in there and i'm like oh it's an mr20 he's like what's that oh it's a century you know, like it just <laughs> like he's checking you but he yeah. doesn't know enough to like actually check you well no it's it, he was checking me but i'm giving legitimate answers and so that just i think was just like making his skepticism go even further like Oh, this guy's practice his his answers. Oh, like not he has actual answers. This must be legit. It's no, he must be a fraud. Yeah, so let me let me dig further on this and, and see what other kind of bullshit he can come up with. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, yeah, dude. Like I'm finishing up fill, filling up, and I'm like, well, I gotta go. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I'd give you a whole tour and everything if it was... Yeah, like, I, I could keep entertaining you, but I have donuts to buy, so... Yeah. Get to step in. Yeah. Well, they already bought, so it was like, I have donuts to eat. Oh, even even bigger deal. I know. Like, even more yeah, pressing more issues. More sense of urgency here. Yeah. So, yeah, there's another person in Lafayette that's like, I saw this car, this guy is full of crap. It happens what? a lot. That's weird. There's... Y'all need a hobby. <laughs> well, there's... <laughs> when the car... <laughs> first when i first like was building the car years ago people would see photos of it or something and they'd be like oh look at this guy he's full of crap and then like other autocrossers or track people would chime in and be like oh no here's videos of it on track and it's passing camaros and stuff like that and there's mm-hmm. like what so i'm used to it amazing the versa adventures continue yep they never stop it's so silly so anyways, to, to make up for the dang hurricane coming through, you getting the Rona and me missing out on on super amazing camping adventures, I went and got some spam and I cooked it. Yeah? Yep. Why? Because I, I, was, I was bummed out that I wasn't camping and having camp food. So you drowned your sorrows in spam? Yeah, I made a spam grilled cheese, so a melt. That's kind of funny. Yeah, it was yummy. So spam is like one of your camping go-tos. Like that's what you what you pack to go camping with. Uh, not necessarily. We had just talked about it, mm. so that was one of the things that we were gonna have. But yeah, yeah. that's well, pretty Houston, stereotypical camp food. Houston, I think we've talked about this before. Houston spent some time in Hawaii when his dad was stationed there, and. We get takeout every Saturday night, and this past Saturday, he wanted to get Hawaiian food because we both love Hawaiian food. And just because I can't taste anything, he should be able to get good stuff, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, so one of the things that they offered was like that typical Hawaiian like spam on top of rice wrapped with uh, nori seaweed. So is so, this sort um, of like sushi? It is, but it's, like, much bigger than sushi. It's, okay. like, 
square dinner roll size. Okay. You know? So he had it, and I've never had Spam before. And I thought to myself, like, oh, I should really try this. But then it occurred to me that that's stupid. You can't taste it. Like, what what good is drying it going to do? And so it was all just for Houston. He said it was good, though. Yeah? Yeah. We talked about it on our family call because like as a family we do like a saturday night call and we usually talk about like what what takeout did we get so it's like having dinner without having dinner and houston was talking about his spam and someone was like india do you do you like spam and i was like i've never eaten spam and my mom was like incredulous she was just like how have you never had spam before? And I was like, Mom, when would you have ever given me spam? Yeah. And like, she thought for a second, she's like, you're right. I would have never given you spam. I'm sorry. Well, you have <laughs> like, a Jamaican uncle. You don't have a Hawaiian aunt? No. Oh. No. Yeah. So I. So you married yeah. into Hawaiian family. No, they're not Hawaiian. He doesn't he just, have he... his Hyatt rewards card? <laughs> I know. I don't think Marriott would smile upon that. Mm. Frowned upon, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just uh, married a, a sort of army brat. That's all. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, that's my brush with spam. So the one time it's in the house, I have coat. So I heard you had some other camping food items. Yeah. Well, so one of the things that I was excited to bring on our camping trip because I either thought it would be a really good idea or I thought it would be a really terrible idea is um, these newfangled marshmallows called Stuffed Puffs. And it's a marshmallow stuffed with chocolate. And so they have a bunch of different kinds and I'm just terribly amused by all of them. So there's uh, regular marshmallows with milk chocolate, and then there's chocolate marshmallows with chocolate, and then they have chocolate peppermint bark. So it's a chocolate marshmallow with peppermint bark on the inside. What? That's yeah, crazy. for like Christmas stuff. Wow. Isn't that great? Yeah. So from what they're showing on the website, you would do a s'more without the chocolate because the chocolate's already in the mala. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So it kind of like encompasses the whole thing which i think half the fun of a s'more is that it's messy um right but you know this is just kind of a novel way to do it and they even have like halloween ones but they're not they're not different like in composition they're just like one of them's a pumpkin one of them looks like frankenstein so like they're just cute i'm gonna really show my fellow kids level they have What's his? What's that DJ's name? The Mellow Mallow? What's his name? Marshmallow. Marshmallow. Yeah, they have him as like their product person on there. I mean, you know, that's easy money right there. Well, I think that they, I think they messed on and getting P Diddy, and have him bring back the Puffy name. I think he'd have to be willing to revisit his Puffy persona. I mean, why? Why? Why shouldn't he? Uh, something about only moving forward ever. Or going what backwards. if they did? What if they did a Marshmallow Man version of him? Like the Michelin Man? Yeah, and called him Stuffy, and he rapped. Uh, this is a terrible idea. You should not work in marketing. Oh. <laughs> so so Mallow Face I'm is sorry. not good. Mallow uh, Face is I no good. I think if you're 
if your mascot's name is Stuffy and you're trying to project coolness, I think that's probably not gonna not gonna do it. But the marshmallow man is like P Diddy. Nope. Ugh. You're just, you're fighting a losing battle here. Buddy. <laughs> that I'm says sorry. you. You're all you're all high on COVID. You don't know what you're thinking. Fair enough. I can't <laughs> can't argue there. That's true. Well, it's yep. pretty cool. I think that would be <laughs> that would be fun to try. I think it would be cool, especially since we just found that that new tent setup that I am just fascinated by and here for the stove on the inside one that I showed you. Oh yeah. Yeah. The Reddit post. The Reddit post. See, and this one even has a cute dog in it. Fall so camping with stove. So See, it's like a teepee the dog tent. Was stove at first. And there's a certified doggo in there. Certified doggo. That's a pretty small stove, but I bet that makes that tent warm. Yeah. So I don't know how you would describe. I'm sure this has like a technical camping term for what it is, but uh, it's a tent stove. Uh uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Great. Uh, stove is G Stove XL. Dog is a Shiba Inu. <laughs> Dog model. <laughs> Dog. Well, yeah, because he's got the tent model too. Um, six years old, loves camping. Aww. Awesome, awesome. They're in Canada, of course. It looks really sweet. I like it. Mm-hmm. I. It just looks like so cozy, and I think if you if you have your stove in the tent, then you can like roast your marshmallows out of the elements you know and you can do it from your sleeping bag yeah like i don't even have to get out of quote-unquote bed which (laughs) really goes with with my covid experience yeah so because i am recording this from bed yeah that's true you are i'm recording this in front of my bed good for you yeah yeah i think this thing's really rad um oh man that username is either an l or an i it's either Lascars or Iscars. Anyway, mm. it's super cool. You can find it uh, on the Camping Gear subreddit. Cool. I like it. Yeah. And there is that crazy overlanding vehicle. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one that had a spiral staircase. Yeah. <laughs> it's all coming back to Yeah, me that got pretty popular on Reddit. It was a freaking like Land Rover with a platform on top of it and like a tin house on top and had a spiral staircase to get up to it. <laughs> <laughs> Which like I'm super down for because I feel like it would be really hard for bugs to get to you there. Because they have to they don't know how to navigate spiral staircases. I just like if I were a bug, I would look at it and just be like, you know what? Whatever's up there isn't worth it. Is that like how cows can't go downstairs? Yeah, we'll go with that. That's okay. what that's like. But yeah, I thought that looked really cool, but I don't know. Something about a stove inside of a tent, like that just looks cozy as hell, and I am here for it. Well, we'll have to try and do that sometime. Yeah. Go exactly. do it in Canada. Oh, so wait. Mean. What a strange way to kick me when I'm down. <laughs> so, in celebration of Halloween, do you have anything to uh, celebrate Halloween? Oh, like a... Like a spooky moment? Yeah. Why, I sure do, John. Ah! <laughs> Eek! Yeah, continuing with our, our spooky theme for the month, uh, I found an article from OutsideOnline.com 
that uh, listed some of the most haunted campgrounds in the U.S. So there are three of them that I thought would be fun to talk about. Okay, am I allowed to look at the link? Yeah, look at the link. That's fine. Click, click. Clickety, click, clack. Um, The first one is Big Moose Lake in New York. And, you know, it's kind of your typical uh, haunted campsite story, like, a murder story kind of precedes the whole thing, but um, I really love this one because it just, it has a little bit of everything. So this centers around the uh, murder of Grace Brown in 1906. Um, she was 18 years old, working at a skirt factory in New York, and is, that's where she met the company's owner. skirt owners. factory something silly to you? It's just, it's like, it's just a, a silly thing to say. It's like, yeah. I work at the stuffed marshmallow factory. Mm. Like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here she she meets the company's owner's uh, nephew. And this name, I think, is just epic. His name is Chester Gillette. Of and the what? Razor Company? I don't think it's, oh. I don't think so, but. The, the Gillette? But Chester Gillette is just an absurd name. Chest hair Gillette. Chester. Is that, cause you Chester your, Gillette. Because you would shave your chest hairs? No, I just, I just imagine like some 1906 bro palling around <laughs> New York being like, my dad, or my, my uncle has a skirt factory. I'm Chester Gillette. <laughs> oh, just. Oh, you notice my last name? Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm that, I'm that Gillette. I'm a big deal in the skirt industry. Yeah. Anyway, so they meet. She's like, oh my god, this guy's amazing, and they start dating in secret. <gasps> which, ladies and gents, this is like issue number one, red flag number one. So, naturally. As they're carrying on this secret affair, she finds herself pregnant. Uh-oh. And like back in 1906, like this was not a cool thing. Harlot. At all. So, yeah. So she like begs him to marry her. And he finally just says like, okay, you know what? Let's go on a trip this weekend. And she's like, cool. This is it. He's definitely going to propose like sweet. And so they go to upstate New York to this campsite and they paddle a canoe onto the lake and grace brown mentions well i I can't swim just so you know and he's like muttering under his breath he's like i'm counting on it i assume yeah and so they get far enough out into the lake and this is the turn that i wasn't expecting gillette grabbed a tennis racket from his (laughs) bag and smashed her in her head and she fell into the water (laughs) And drowned. A tennis racket. You know that. You know when Cartman takes Butters out on the lake to murder him, and yeah. he starts hitting him with a wiffle bat. Yeah. I kind of imagine like he's hitting her with the netted part. Yeah. Like, and he's just like, why won't you go down? What? But like, why else would you? <laughs> like a tennis racket yeah. of all things, hey, and like, honey, um, at any what... point did she? Did she see this tennis racket and think, why does he have that tennis racket? Wow, this is such a great view. Oh, you have a tennis racket. What's that? Ah, stop it. Yeah. I mean, 
murder is terrible and we're obviously not laughing at this woman's misfortune. I just think that the absurdity of, of saying, yes, this is the tool I want to use is just That's so wacky. So was it premeditated? Uh, definitely. I don't know why else you have a, a tennis racket there if not for a very well, specific I mean, like, purpose. Was he planning it days out or was this like, yeah, let's go camping. And then he's halfway through and he's like, you know what? I, I can't do it. I I can't. No, I think he, he definitely was going to kill her. Yeah. Gillette's not very good at planning. No, he's not very good at planning. No, I mean, obviously because he got his secret love affair pregnant. So true. But yeah, so he was arrested within days and sentenced to death. Ben Camper's report seeing a supernatural presence at the mm. lake. So scary. Super spooky. Yeah. Spooky scary. Yeah. The the tennis racket. The name got me and then the tennis racket got me. That's for pretty sure. ridiculous. Yeah. The next one we're going to talk about. I think there's only three that we're going to talk about. Okay is um, the aptly named Holy Ghost Campground in New Mexico, which okay. is uh, inside the Santa Fe National Forest. And it's pretty isolated, but if you've been anywhere near Santa Fe, you know it's just gorge. Um, but so this is the rumored haunting grounds of a Spanish priest who was murdered there in the 17th century. Um, and... It's not so much the story behind this haunting that I think is really funny. It's it's the way people talk about it. So, um, let's see. Local ghost tour guide Alan Pacheco um, describes it as, It's like the Bermuda Triangle of New Mexico. People disappear into thin air. No clothing or bones are ever found. And then, of course, for good measure, they have to talk about you know, people seeing UFOs and strange shadows and things like that. And they think maybe there's a cosmic doorway that opens up there, like a Star Trek. Whoa. Like wormholes and things. <laughs> and, and so that was cracking me up. But then um, a spokesperson for the National Forest uh, was reached for this story in particular. And they denied the existence of paranormal activity in the area, saying, quote, Holy Ghost Campground cannot be haunted for one simple yet big and important reason. Ghosts are not real. Oh, how do they know that? I don't know. I just, I just love that energy. Yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> and then the last one that we're going to talk about is... Um, the Redwoods State Park in California. They have what people refer to as ghost trees. They look like regular redwoods, but their leaves are pale, as white as a skeleton. What? Spooky. But while eerie in the right light, these albino redwoods are more hauntingly beautiful than anything. Only about 400 are known to exist in the world without chlorophyll, the thing that makes leaves green. These redwoods are unable to produce their own sugar, so nearby trees will pass sugar to the albinos through their roots, allowing them to live, which, like, I just think is really sweet. So these are real? Yeah, no, albino trees are for realsies. Okay. But I just think that's really sweet, like trees being bros, uh -huh. you know, like, hey man, I see you have no chlorophyll. Sounds like a pretty one-sided relationship. Nah. 
Oh, no, here's the thing right below. It says, one theory points to the fact that albino redwoods have higher amounts of heavy metals in their pine needles, which could kill an ordinary redwood. So it's possible that they kind of like help each other balance out. Metal. So like the albinos are removing those metals from the soil and absorbing them. And that helps the other trees. So the other trees are like, cool, thanks for not poisoning me. Here's some sugar. So in high school, we knew this kid named Brian, but mm-hmm. we all called him Brybot because he was so metal. He was a robot. Amazing. Yep. Worth noting, if you go to see these albino trees, they're very fragile and easily damaged. So it's interesting. uh, Yeah. The last line of this is enjoy them from a distance or you won't need a ghost story to scare you. (sighs) An angry ranger will do the job fine. There you have it. You got some spooky, spooky camping sites to go. We should go there. Sure. You can go to Um, all those places. I can go to all those places. That's great. When I'm not infected with covid you're not just positive you're covid positive yep Mm-hmm. fun <laughs> well, i'm just glad scary. i could sit up long enough to record this podcast yeah me too because we <laughs> were running out of backups and boy howdy am i glad that we did those yeah me too so this is getting released the week of recording versus like two weeks later yep so, but it's good we had those. Yeah. I'm glad we did that. What do you have on your agenda coming up since you're the only one of this duo who can leave the house currently? Uh, I got a couple of cool things going on. Uh, immediately, mm-hmm. my uncle recently got a new property that we're renovating. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be messing around with that. We already started on some demo and doing some drywall and then we're going to be doing some painting, doing some electrical and some outdoor work. And I think we might tear out the ceiling in the bathroom. Fascinating. Yeah, it'll be pretty cool. Hmm. And then in two or three weeks, Great Live Bayou Bash is coming down. Woohoo. Yeah, so that's like two and a half hours for me. What up, Grid Life? Yeah, that's what's cool. up, y'all? It's only like two and a half hours for me. So I might go check it out, give Anne to some people with their cars. I'm probably not going to run. If anything, I'll just go do some camping and some take some photos. Cool. Yeah. So it should be pretty cool. So We always need camping content. So. Yeah. And tent picks. Oh, tent yeah. picks. Tent picks. Yeah. If anybody's, any of our listeners are going to be there, give me a holler and we could take tent picks together. Whoop, whoop. Yeah. Very cool. I guess... You'll be hanging out, being sickly. Yeah. yeah. For the foreseeable future, I will be hanging out. Well, I hope that you don't have long to go. Me too. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. I'd like to be able to like taste food by Thanksgiving. That'd be cool. Yeah. If we could squeeze a camping trip in on in November, that'd be rad. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'm sure you'll come best. up with some reason. Take my vitamins. Go. I'm monitoring my oxygen levels. <laughs> You'll find a reason to get flutes. banned from the national campgrounds. How dare you point out that very likely possibility? <laughs> Just the worst. Oh, well, <laughs> you ready to wrap this bad boy up? I think so. You are okay. rapidly approaching my limit for coherence. Okay. Well, <laughs> welcome to 
Incoherent Talk yep. podcast. Hosted yep. by Bimdia. Yep, from the COVID cabana. Woo! Beep, beep. All right, well, here we go. You survived. Everyone wear your masks. Go vote. Wash your hands. <laughs> yeah. Do all the things, silly gooses. Okay, bye. Bye.